0: Welcome to the Executive MBA Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, I'm excited to share my recent conversation with Sarah Soto. Sarah is a second year student in our part-time MBA class of 2025, and she's also the president of the Network of Executive Women Student Organization, or NEW as it is known here at Darden. Sarah and I connected to talk more about her background, how she decided to pursue an MBA, what led her to Darden, what it's like to be part of the first class of part-time MBA students here at the Darden School of Business, as well as news plans for the months ahead. I think you're really gonna enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, here's my interview with Sarah Soden. Sarah, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks, Brett.
0: Great to have you here. Um, How's everything going? Uh, Second year of the part-time program. Still working through the core, but electives on the horizon. How does it feel?
1: It has gone by so quickly. It's hard to believe one full year is gone. Um, Currently, I'm at the past the halfway point, actually, for quarter seven, where I'm taking the second marketing class and business operations. So hard to believe we're getting all the way past quarter seven. And we just registered for electives now i'm really excited really really excited and just getting towards the end but it's been a really good journey so far and hard to believe we're already at year two
0: what electives are you planning to take or caught your caught your eye as you were scheduling
1: yeah so through the core i found that I enjoy a lot of like the technical classes because we're exposed to so much like accounting and finance and leadership courses as well. And I'm really interested in finance and strategy. So those are the concentrations that I'm primarily focused in. And I'm really excited to explore more in those different areas. So um, that's going to be the primary concentrations I'm exploring and a lot of them are gonna be uh, through quarter nine through quarter 12. So that's gonna be an interesting and exciting opportunity to dive deep into those areas of you know different interests.
0: All right, well, that's one of the great things about having the core curriculum is you take such a broad set of classes. As a Darden student, everybody goes through the core and takes such a broad set of classes that you, some things that you may may have already known you were interested in and capture your interest in some things maybe you had no idea that just sparked for you. It's a self-discovery aspect as you go through that core. and it, it, it's purposeful, right? to sort of get get the solid foundation and then you move into electives and you can dive deeper at that at that point. So, well, I appreciate you really taking uh, appreciate your taking time out of your schedule uh, for the conversation. Um, I want to start by just asking a little bit more about your background. So tell us about you. Who are you and uh, uh, what do you do?
1: Yeah, so my name is Sarah Soden. I currently am um, in my second year in the part-time program, but my professional story is really unique in the sense where I've weaved so many different areas together and developed a really fascinating career. So before I moved to DC, I was in Philadelphia for several years. That's where I was for undergrad. And I came after I was really focused in blending both computer science and policy together. So how does data make an impact? And a lot of my work was impacting in the healthcare arenas at the same exact time particularly with like the 2016 beverage tax that was something that was huge in philly at that point point. and from there i was really passionate about medicine i explored my first master's at georgetown university and really was head first was going to go into that whole realm of pursuing my md and then i realized after talking and having a mentor that I enjoy data, I enjoy exploring, I enjoy getting into the weeds of how we can make an impact and understanding that to make long-term impact on other people and change in the world in general. So I switched a little bit from that original path into exploring strictly data science. From there, I worked both in government, I've managed to you know, really explore really complex areas. Um, and currently I work at Accenture and I'm really, really thrilled to be part of the team I'm at just because we're exploring a area that has never been explored before. And it involves both data science and engineering, <clears throat> particularly around cryptocurrency and understanding like what is going on around that. Um, so it blends together what I'm learning in the classroom from a finance side to a strategy side to also a leadership component. Um, From there, I've really managed to just kind of blend together. How do I tell a story? How do I make an impact? But also the interests of finance, of quant analysis, and all those complex matters to make significant impact. And really kind of going from there, from a leadership side, I've always really enjoyed empowering people, particularly women. And a lot of what I do outside of school and work is that I'm actually a professor as well. Um, I teach data ethics to students I have for almost three years now, which is hard to believe. And I really sit, I I sit on several boards as well to really advocate for women um, and mental health awareness. So a lot of my work is multifaceted, but in essence is utilizing data and strategy to make long-term impact in a variety of different areas because it's such a unique field and it's not a one size fits all approach. So that's the, it's a very interesting story. It's a very fascinating story because it's it's not traditional. I think that's really unique, especially in this day and age. I think the broader the broader and more experience you have, the better. Um, there's not a correct way to do things. So, really, really thankful to have had the opportunities that I continue to do.
0: Well, how did you get interested in pursuing an MBA? You mentioned a few paths not taken. And so here you are, you're in the part-time program here at Darden. Uh, How did you land on an MBA?
1: Yeah, so I was really going back and forth for a long time, especially during COVID. Um, I was interested in pursuing an MBA before and then COVID-19 hit. But after and working from home, I really realized I want to develop my leadership skills more. and also exposed myself more in the financial realm. And for me, I was passionate about those two areas and wanted to explore more and also build upon that. And Darden had the perfect blend of what I was looking for. So I applied and I'm really fortunate that I'm part of the, this cohort.
0: Yeah. What was it about Darden in particular that that resonated uh, with you? You mentioned it having, having this blend of things that you were looking for. Well, tell us more.
1: Yeah, there's so many facets. So what really brought me to Darden was really to develop further as a leader and also develop my own company. Um, I really wanted to learn from renowned faculty for their teaching. Um, Darden's also really neat because we use case studies. We use that, that type of learning, which is very different. Um, and a different method, I should say, which is something I looked for in a program to learn from real-world situations. The other component was the Baton Institute for Entrepreneurship and Innovation and Technology. That was kind of a deal, like a done deal for me because not only with the portfolio programs it offers and the resources that enable innovators like myself and entrepreneurs from DART and UVA, those new ideas then like evolve into really significant and value driven um, ventures. So for me, it was multifaceted in terms of not only my learning hands-on material, real world experience. um, I'm being, I have professors that are both mentors and guides for me professionally. And also here's an opportunity to develop and create something from the ground up. And that's what I've been able to do in the almost two years that I've been at Darton which has been really wild, to say the least. So it's it's been a really, really good ride so far, and I'm really thrilled to be part of this cohort.
0: You're in your second year of the part-time program, but you were in our inaugural part-time MBA class. Uh, what was that like uh, to be the pioneers, uh, so to speak?
1: It's, it it was amazing. It still is because we're the first ever. We're the first class to be part of this part-time program, I, in my perspective, we're setting the stage and how, you know, who we bring in, the types of people we bring in. And it's just, it's really empowering and amazing to see the talented individuals from various different backgrounds, whether they're in politics or government um, consulting and so forth, you learn from everybody else. And that's the beauty of it is that it's a small cohort, but We all bring so much to the table and really make impact in so many different ways. And I think that's the kind of the magic behind of (laughs) what makes our class really special uh, as the inaugural class of the part time program.
0: Yeah, About 65 or so students in your class, that's generally the target class size for our part time MBA program, about one section of students. is kind of how we think about that at at Darden, casting your mind back to being a brand new student in the part time program about a year ago. Uh, What was the adjustment like uh, trying to figure out how to how to do work in life and school all at the same time?
1: Yeah, so like everything, it's an adjustment. It's just that's kind of the way I always go into different things is that it's an adjustment. Um, You have to put your best foot forward and try your best. And it's new, right? Because coming in, you're being exposed to so many, especially during R1 so many different classes marketing finance leading organizations so many different things and of course you want to be the best you want to be the best version of yourself but it's also okay through this program i realized that you have to do to bring your best self and also be your best self but also it's okay to fumble a little bit like it's okay we can't all be perfect at everything you learn from those mistakes and you learn from, you know, feedback and different things like that. But through this program, it's it's really exposed and showed me that you just have to do the best you can and ask questions and it's okay to fail. It's okay and not necessarily fail to the point where people kind of maybe think of failure, but I don't think it, I think it humbles you a bit in a sense where, we're all in this together it's new material it's not easy but at the same time we're here for a reason so it's a unique way but also it's grounding at the same time because it's it's really guided me that that's kind of where a lot of people i feel like are is they want to be perfect at everything and being perfect is not really possible. <laughs> you know, it's it's already hard to be human as it is. And I think you just need to be humble and do the best and try your best. And um, to do that, ask questions and reach out for help.
0: That can be psychologically challenging for folks. Uh, a lot of the kinds of people who are looking at these types of programs, pretty motivated, used to having everything maybe just so in their lives, probably perfectionists. Um, when did you kind of come to the place where you kind of embrace that message that like, look, you can't be perfect at everything. Just going to try, try my best out here. And you know what, that's all I can do.
1: Yeah. I would say the first time having been one of those types of people where it's a breeze, everything's fine and I could, you know, do really well in school. But this is different based on how Darden kind of grades, how it's the size of the cohort and so forth. But it was truly after taking my first leading organizations class with um, Laura Morgan Roberts, where it was it was just the realization of what it means to be a leader, like simply put. It's not somebody that just like says like, I'm a manager, I'm a CEO or executive. It's somebody that humanizes mistakes, somebody that other people can look up to and be an inspiration for. And so it was taking that class that realized and kind of what I alluded to earlier that it comes to the forefront, that it's okay, it's like, it's gonna be fine. At the end of the day, All you can do is the best you can do, but along the way, the key critical components of that is just be good to yourself and be kind to others. Um, And I think that's really what came to my mind is after taking that was right after R1 and we had our first accounting class and then we had LO. And it was a lot at first. And I think it was a lot of us probably thought, including myself, oh, it's it's school. I could do well, but it's a lot. It's an adjustment and it took about probably at least to quarter, quarter two, quarter three to get really into the rhythm of things. But I kept on a lot of what I learned from hello and carried it with me. So humanize, humanize the approach and humanize that we're all in the same boat and we've all been there before. Um, that's That was the key takeaway for me was from that experience. But yeah.
0: Yeah, for those of you who are wondering, quarter two, quarter three, uh, in this program and Dart programs generally, you'll measure your time in, in quarters, which are two months in duration. And so every couple of months you get new classes. And so quarter two would be about four months into the program, quarter three would be about six months into the program if you're doing doing the math. And, and that's pretty typical, I would say, Sarah. I mean, when I talk with executive MBA students, part-time MBA students, it does take a few quarters to kind of get settled in, because as you noted, it is an adjustment. So um, as you turn here to, to the second year, it's pretty common for students to start to add a bit more to their plate, maybe take on other responsibilities in addition to just being a student. You are the president of the Network of Executive Women, um, before I ask you a little bit about uh, that role, tell us a little bit more about what the Network of Executive Women's Student Organization is.
1: Yeah, so what the Network of Executive Women are abbreviated as new, um, really the high-level overview is that we welcome all women at Darden as members. Uh, we really strive to connect Darden women with one another before, during, and after their MBA program through various networking and career events. Um <clears throat> this particular club is really important just because, and speaking from personal experience, I've seen and understand the need that women need to be seated at the table where men are present. I've seen it that it's essential to the health and social well-being as well. Um, whether these are women with families or and so forth, but it's essential for the health and social development for families and communities and countries as well, including the United States, to support women with the training, the education and support to succeed. And for me, being as president, it's my continued mission to lead by example. And this is so important to me because it's a way to empower young women who are influenced by their role models to really celebrate kindness and you know strength and success. And encourage women to take uh, the aspirations into reality, to reach their full potential as leaders in business. And to me, that's what new is. We really are setting up a lot of women for success. And a lot of the programs we're setting up for this year are going to be doing that. I'm really excited, really excited for that.
0: Did you know you wanted to serve in a leadership role uh, with this organization? Or is that something, I mean, when did that come to you?
1: It it really came to me that I wanted to lead by example and, and kind of show a different perspective of professional experience and so forth. And I think having seen and been through different situations, um, it was after taking LO, quarter one, that I wanted to, I wanted to pursue something in leadership and when the opportunity presented itself, I'm thrilled that I was elected president and here I am, um, having this conversation with you, Fred, but it was, it was always been something that I was in the back of my mind. Um, and now I'm able to do so and really help and inspire other women.
0: Well, tell us about some of the things you have planned. Um, sounds like you've got a few things in the works, uh, share a little bit more.
1: Yeah. So we had kind of our first social earlier this summer which was a huge success now um we're planning to do different panel discussions that's going to be another thing where we're bringing in different women that are alum from different industries such as you know consulting finance tech and entrepreneurs as well and the goal from that is to really ask questions. How did you break into this industry? What are your recommendations? Like one-on-one conversations. And it's kind of going to be, it's open to both men and women. Uh, We incorporate that as well. And it's just an opportunity to ask questions and learn from those leaders. Other programs that I plan to hold um, are going to be strictly like workshop building. And these are things where it's how do you negotiate salary, resume building, cover letter writing, interview prep, those types of things that are not really taught. And so we're gonna be doing that throughout the year. And we've had a lot of interest, especially in negotiating salary. And so those are just some of the events we have planned or in the works, but we're really excited. And a lot of the uh, new members are too.
0: Any other things you're engaged with here in your second year that you would wanna mention or anything you're looking forward to in particular?
1: Yeah, so in addition to being president of NEW, I also sit with um, the Health Alliance Club and Career Opportunities as well. So we kind of blend and bounce different ideas off together. But what I'm really excited about in general as I progress further is just continuing to learn. Um, I know that's kind of cliche to say, but continuing to learn and I'm really eager and excited to explore the electives to really dive deep into those areas just because it's gonna be focused. CORE has exposed me to different areas and what I'm interested in and it's really helped me narrow that down. But I'm really just excited to continue to learn and grow as a leader. Um, and continue to build really great relationships um, at Darden.
0: Well, Sarah, I wonder if you have a piece of advice for our prospective students who are listening to this podcast, thinking about their own MBA journeys, anything you'd want to share with them here?
1: The one thing that comes to mind for me is that you don't need to be like the atypical type of, I guess, typical cookie cutter mold, right? Like you don't need to be whether you undergrad, you were in economics or finance, whatever you choose to do um, and have and and are pursuing your MBA. I think a lot of times we're dissuaded because we don't fit that typical box, but I think it's important to note that being different actually makes you stand out more. And I think don't let that dissuade you. Um, Everybody has a story and I think it's exposing and challenging yourself in new areas is, frankly, it's, it shapes you. Um, so don't dissuade yourself if you don't have like a traditional, you know, business background and so forth. And then, you know, it's just taking risk, take those risks. And I think those opportunities, and I've said it to my cohort, sometimes those opportunities that kind of freak you out a bit are the ones to leap at. And, I did that with Darden and I'm thrilled with that choice. And I think those are the opportunities, the ones that kind of scare you the most are the ones that shape you the best. Uh, So those are my two pieces of advice is don't be afraid to do it. Don't be afraid to apply and also take a leap of faith at the same time, because it's one of those things that's going to really shape you. Um, And when you're in the program, just take advantage of it. Just, talk to your professors and talk to as many people as you can, because it's just, it's truly remarkable being in this program, how it shaped me, um, just in the short duration of time I've been in it.
0: Lots of good advice there. You know, we always try to stress that there's no one type of student in any of our MBA programs. There's so many different kinds of people when you think about academic background, professional background, life experience, work experience, the list goes on. And that's really... From our perspective, what makes the case discussion so rich is the more difference you can have in the classroom, the the more vibrant those discussions. And, you know, that leap of faith piece is an important part of this, too. You know, I think oftentimes when people are making these kind of MBA decisions, you want to have it all in a spreadsheet and maybe produce some sort of number that comes out of a formula and say, oh, this is the school I should go to. But there's a gut element to this. And there's also just a self-belief that, you know what, this is something I know I want to do. You know, it's going to be challenging. It's going to be hard, but I'm going to learn a lot. And gotta believe in that. And just take a leap of leap, um, which that is part of the decision.
1: Exactly, exactly. And I think you know, as as women in general, tying back to new, it's just one of those things that at that time before I applied, I found that in a different role and place that I was at, I would found that it's just a perfect place. It's an opportunity, you know, as a woman, especially, I found that there are so many different women in me. And there's so many women and the women that I know. And a lot of the things that I've seen and been exposed to has kind of made me realize that it's such an antiquated view that a woman can only be one thing. And being at Darden truly has shown that, no, that's, you can be more than one thing. And especially for women who wanna pursue even higher positions, this is a place that really fosters growth. And I can say that firsthand, especially being president of New, that's what we push to. So it's really, truly a great place and a great program.
0: Well, Sarah, so appreciate you taking time out of your day for the conversation. Um, Best of luck to New with all that you have planned. If someone wanted to learn more about the Network of Executive Women, uh, any way that you might recommend them to do that
1: yeah so we we typically will post um and and through different admissions uh they could reach out Uh, we have a specific email for current students but we post on social media and different things like that so if you're interested just reach out um and we will continue to add incorporate people especially for prospective coffee chats and so forth so those are things admissions i know um, holds several times a year just continue to be on the lookout especially for those types of posts and you know of course if anybody has any direct questions they could reach out to me directly on like linkedin and so forth
0: all right well sarah uh best of luck as you wrap up quarter seven now you got exams coming up here in the not not too distant future and then on to quarter eight and Gosh, almost elective time, amazing. So um, uh, best of luck as well uh, to the network of executive women. Always great to hear about all the things they have planned. One of our most active student organizations, uh, certainly. So congratulations.
1: Thank you so much, Brent. Thank you for having me.
0: And that was my interview with Sarah Soda, second year student in our part-time MBA class of 2025. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. You can be reached at exact, that's E-X-E-C, MBA at darvin.virginia.edu. Till next time, stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.